the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzone-radio.com. The X-Zone Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Hey, excellent, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one 877 That is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. On MSN Messenger, Talkstar Radio at Hotmail.com. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. And our website's www.xzoneradio.com and www.xzonetv.com It's another week here in the X-Zone and what a week we have for you planned tonight. My first guest is going to be Michael Luckman. We're going to be talking about the conspiracy theory that Paul McCartney is dead and we're also going to be talking about Michael Jackson's connection to the world of the paranormal. 
Dr. Diane Comrance joins me in hour number two. We're going to be talking about the animal people connection, and we're going to be talking about animal safety in the summertime. William Bronson joins me in hour number three, talking about how to get to heaven. And in hour number four, Steve Grenier joins me. He is a paranormal investigator here in Ontario. So that's tonight here on The X-Zone. After all, this is truly a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talk Star Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates. And a growing family it is across Canada, the United States, Central America, South America, the Caribbean, the Pacific Rim, 24 Asian countries, and across Europe. This is, let me see, Monday, July the 13th. Thank heavens it's not Friday, July the 13th, because, you know, the 13th and I just don't seem to get along. But however, this is July the 13th, and on this date in history in 1787, Congress established the Northwest Territory. In, 19, in 1793, French revolutionary writer Jean-Paul Marais is murdered in his bathtub. That'll teach him. He should have been taking a shower, I guess. On this date in 1865, Horace Greeley advised his readers to go west. Actually, he said to west and rewax, I guess. But anyway, go west. That was the suggestion, and many, many, many people did. Today is, oh my gosh, Monday the 13th, as I said. And if you're born on today, July the 13th, to you and yours, a very happy birthday. I hope that you had many great things happen to you today. And happy birthday from everyone here at the Exxon Radio Show and the Talk Star Radio Network. Cheech Marin today turns 63, and Harrison Ford, believe it or not, Exxon Nation, turns 67 today. My producer at Master Control is the one and only Sir Alec. Hey, Alec, nice working with you. And Alec, if you've ever asked yourself, what's your favorite sport to play on a date? You know, you're a young single guy. So here's some suggestions for you. 32% of young ladies polled said they enjoy miniature golf. 26% they said they like bowling. 24% said they like to shoot pool. 7% said they like table tennis. 6% said uh, tennis and 5% said fishing. Mind you, uh, Alec, if you ask a girl what her favorite sport is and she says table tennis and then she asks you what kind of shoes you wear, uh, you've got a bit of a problem there. So stick to the ones who like mini golf, bowling, and pool. Now, when I come back from this commercial break, in two minutes I'll be joined by Michael Luckman. He's the author of Alien Rock, the Rock and Roll Extraterrestrial Connection. We're going to be talking to Michael about Paul McCartney's conspiracy that Paul is dead, and also Michael Jackson's connection to the paranormal. I'll be back on the other side of this break with Michael Luckman as the X-Zone starts for today, Monday, July the 13th in the year 2009.
Welcome back to the next one, everyone. Paul McCartney never wrote Maybe I'm Amazed. He never formed the band Wings. He never clashed with Yoko, became vegetarian, or fathered any of his children. When Queen Elizabeth knighted him in 1997, she was actually knighting someone else. Now, this is because conspiracy-minded Beatlemaniacs say Paul McCartney secretly died in 1966. Theorists claim that the other Beatles covered up his death, hiring someone who looked like him, sang like him, and even had the same a jovial sense of humor. But the guilt eventually got to them, and they began hiding clues in their music. In the song Taxman, George Harrison gave his advice for those who die, meaning Paul. The entire Sgt. Pepper's only heart call of band was awash with Paul is Dead clues. The Beatles had formed a new band featuring a fictional member named Billy Shears. Supposedly, the name of Paul's replacement. The album contained John Lennon's A Day in the Life, which had the lyrics, He blew his mind out in a car. And the recorded phrase, Paul is dead, miss him, miss him. Which only becomes evident when the song is played backwards. Now, Lennon also mumbled... I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. In interviews, Lennon said the phrase was actually cranberry sauce and denied the existence of any backward messages. Paul is dead believers think the Beatles accompanied uh, these backward tape loops and veiled references to death with album covers that illustrated the loss of their friend. The original cover of the 1966 Yesterday and Today album featured the Beatles posed amid raw meat and dismembered doll parts, symbolizing McCartney's gruesome accident. If fans placed a mirror in front of the Sgt. Pepper album, the words Lonely Hearts on the drum could be read as 111XHEDIE111. And of course, there's the Abbey Road cover on which George, John, and Ringo forewent all pretense and pretended to cross the street as a funeral procession. John wore all black like a clergyman. Ringo the mourner, dressed in black. George donned jeans like a gravedigger. Paul wore no shoes. He didn't need them because he was dead and walked out of step with the others. Now, if Paul McCartney is dead, then his imposter is still at large. He met and married Linda McCartney, with whom he had four children before losing her to breast cancer in 1998. He released a live album in 1993 called Paul is Alive, likely story, and produced over 20 solo albums. And that's not even counting the ones released by Wings. Then he endured a horrible divorce from Heather Mills, which may have made him wish he was dead, or at least were still Billy Shears. So, who is the real Paul McCartney? The world may never know. Joining me now to help understand the conspiracy behind the death of Paul McCartney and Paul is dead, I buried Paul, and so on and so forth, is Michael Luckman. Michael is the director of the New York Center for Extraterrestrial Research and the founder of Cosmic Majority, an organization that seeks to represent the majority of people on Earth who believe in UFOs, Life on Mars, and the Paranormal. Michael Luckman taught the nation's first college course on rock music. He lives in New York City, and he is the author of Alien Rock, 
the Rock and Roll Extraterrestrial Connection. And, Michael, welcome back to the X-Zone. How are you, Mike? It's great. I'm glad to be with you, Rob. How are things in the Big Apple tonight? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Kind of quiet, actually. Well, that's because you're on the phone with me. Wait until you get off, then it turns into a regular uh, great place. Anyway, Mike, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, as the author of Alien Rock and also the... Uh, the guy who taught the nation's first college course on rock music. What is your interpretation of Paul McCartney's conspiracy or his alleged death? Well, I think it's you know I think it's a wonderful story. I hadn't heard all the things, the points that you uh, just made. Uh... The we're going family style deal because I want a bite of your Big Mac and I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your fillet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. About it, uh, I've heard some of them before. Mm -hmm. uh, my feeling about it is, is that uh, it's, it's, it's a kind of a story that uh, uh, kind of uh, had to be, uh, somebody would, had to, how to be created? Uh, something that uh, uh, that Beatles fans uh, just uh, were responsive to. From what I know about it, which is not a whole lot, but enough to, to, to for me to come to the conclusion that uh, there's not very much uh, to it in my belief. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that it was, and when I see it, came out of a started, I believe, with a disc jockey on some uh, smallish uh, radio show, putting out uh, some some stuff that was just sort of you know uh, shooting from the hip and uh, got uh, some kind of a response. It kind of, you know, at a certain point uh, took on a, a life of its own, and it's one of those uh, urban legend type of things that uh, became a, uh, a big story and a continuing story. And, uh, and yet, uh, from what I know, I mean, I, I saw Paul uh, just once in person uh, when he first came over here for the, when the Beatles first came over here for the, uh, uh, to the Forest uh, Hills uh, 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 Stadium, and uh, which uh, I believe is a concert that uh, um, uh, Sid Bernstein, my friend uh, Sid Bernstein, produced. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just looks like to me like the same Paul, only a lot of years older, uh, that you see in the newspapers today uh, from, my, from my hearing of uh, the records and, and the recordings uh, all, all the way through. Uh, I, there's nothing to indicate to me that it's, that is somebody else who's uh, substituting for Paul. Now, according to the other members of the Beatles, this is what, yes. excuse me, this is uh, some of the, uh, their comments uh, to the Paul McCartney is dead. John Lennon joked about the rumor in following years, uh, it's, uh, you know, after its initial growth. Yeah. In his solo years, referred to his vengeful song to McCartney titled, How Do You Sleep from the 1971 Imagine album, commenting, those, the, those freak... I'm sorry. Those freaks was right when they said you was dead. Now, and that's a that's a that's a verse from the song. Now McCartney responded to the rumors with tongue in cheek on the covers of, of his 1993 live album Paul is Live, spe you know, sending up both the uh, Abbey Road cover and its hidden clues. Now at the end of the Simpsons episode, Lisa the vegetarian, during the uh, ending of the song Maybe I'm Amazed, Paul McCartney okay. gives a reference to the Paul is Dead speculation with a back mass message saying, oh, by the way, 
I'm not dead. And finally, on a segment of Saturday Night Live in which Paul McCartney was guest, Chris Farley asked him of the rumor. Uh, that was a hoax, right? McCartney answered him that he is not really dead. So, uh, you know, once again, it was a mastery of, of marketing as far as I'm concerned. Well, I think they were having a great deal of fun with it. Sure. I think, as I say, I believe it took on a life of its own and that they were, you know, kind of toying with that, playing with that and having having fun with it but mm -hmm. uh it uh but the but the basic uh the basic uh, belief that uh, paul actually uh, was dead under any circumstances is just not something i can buy into now as as many clues as there were to uh paul being killed in a car crash mm -hmm. there is no evidence whatsoever mike that mccartney was involved although during the first week of january 1967 mccartney's custom-made mini cooper was wrecked by a friend of his on the M1 motorway just outside of London. Right. McCartney was involved in a mopped crash on December the 26th in 1965, though, which resulted in a chipped tooth and a scar on his lip that can be seen on the promotional videos of Paperback Writer and Rain, which I was looking at earlier today, and you can actually see the chipped tooth. Um, well, chip is one thing, a death is Exactly, exactly. And according to Paul McCartney, his desire to hide the scar on his lip was the uh, reason he grew a mustache. And, uh. and what Paul actually said to, uh, to reporters about the rumor, anyway, all of the things that have been, that, uh, that have been made to these rumors, to my mind, have very ordinary logical explanations to the people's minds who prefer to think of them as rumors, then I'm not going to interfere. I am not going to spoil that fantasy. Now, you can think about what you like, however, if the end result, the conclusion you reach is that I am dead, you are wrong because I am very much alive. I am alive and living in Scotland. Uh huh. Okay. So, so, so there we have it. You know, uh, the entire thing. Uh, just... I don't think that rumor, uh, whether he's dead or not, I don't think that rumor will ever die. No, you know, it's just like uh, who killed JFK. Yeah, right. You know, and did did we really land on the moon? And it just goes right. on and on and yep. on. How do you think, uh, being uh, being someone who is a music insider, uh, Mike, uh, how do you think that that the rumor that Paul was dead actually affected the sales for the band? Uh, I don't think that it hurt the sales. I think it helped the sales quite a lot. It had to. Uh, it's it just uh, one of those things that uh, had a momentum. Mm -hmm. Of its own, and I think that that uh, had to uh, carry uh, forth in terms of uh, sales of Beatles albums. Now, when you and I come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking about Michael Jackson and his connection with the paranormal. And can you just give us a little bit of a teaser what we're going to be talking about? Well, uh, Michael uh, had a secret room over at Neverland, and there, therein is the is the you know has a lot to do with his uh, belief in uh, contact with uh, spirits and ghosts. All right, Michael Luckman is our special guest, Exo Nation. He is the author of Alien Rock, the rock and roll extraterrestrial connection. And uh, just to give you some of the some of the stories that is that are covered in Michael's book, Alien Rock, um, the birth of Elvis was marked by the appearance of a mysterious blue light over his house in August 1974. John Lennon spied a UFO from the window of the penthouse he shared with then girlfriend Mae Pang. Mick Jagger and Marine, uh, Marianne Faithful encountered a luminous cigar-shaped mothership while camping in the English countryside in 1968. And Jimi Hendrix told a friend 
I'm a spiritual messenger sent here from another place. All this and more when I return on the other side of the news with Michael Luckman talking about Michael Jackson and his connection to the paranormal as the X-Zone continues live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. So I guess we can say the conspiracy theory about Paul McCartney is now dead because Paul McCartney lives. Absorb some of the energy and then contract forcibly so you regain about 60 to 75% of that stored energy when you step off to the other foot. When you try to take a stride that's longer than feels natural to you, you lose stored energy and you tire earlier in a race. So if you want to run faster, you have to strengthen your leg muscles by running very fast twice a week and running up hills. For copy of report 8457, go to drmerkin.com. I'm Dr. Gabe Merkin. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzone-radio.com. It's me, Rob McConnell, the Magic Man, Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My guest this hour is Michael Luckman. He is the author of Alien Rock, the Rock and Roll Extraterrestrial Connection. And Michael, late night uh, comics used to joke all the time about Michael Jackson being an alien. Was he one? Well, in a sense, I guess he was. I mean, he actually... There's a wonderful quote in which he uh, was referring to uh, E.T. and his admiration for E.T. And he says, uh, ultimately, he says that uh, what really uh, uh, made him identify with E.T., he says that E.T. is just like me. And what he meant by that, I think, is that uh, he didn't fit into, you know, normal society. Uh, he said that what he revered about uh, E.T., uh, the extraterrestrial, and by the way, he did the uh, uh, children's album uh, uh, for E.T., uh, is that he uh, uh, he loved the fact that the E.T. could fly, he wanted to fly like E.T., uh, but he also, the fact that uh, he felt that E.T. might be something like seven or 800 years old, and he thought, well, that somebody who's that old is going to be able to impart this tremendous amount of knowledge to them. Uh, so he really identified uh, with that. He also said that when he was uh, growing up that it was very hard to make, one of the reasons that he felt, in a sense, alien, it was very hard to make the transition from... Uh, being a child star to being an adult star. Now, now, Michael, is it true that Michael Jackson, the king of pop, had actually planned to build an alien landing strip in Nevada to welcome uh, E.T. Stewart? Yeah, I did ask him about that. It's a plan that he later abandoned. I'm sure it would have been a very expensive thing, and I don't know what his other involvements were at that time, but he certainly was interested in it at one point. And his interest came as a result of a dream that he had 
uh, about a uh, alien, and he wanted to do this. Also, wasn't uh, only uh, for the idea of uh, of personally making contact, which he wanted to do very much, probably more than anything else in the world, but the idea of uh, being able to film it and then uh, later, which would have been the most important event, uh, arguably, in, in mm -hmm. human history, and be able to sell it to one of the networks. Now, what did Michael actually think of E.T., you know, the character in Steven Spielberg's uh, hit movie? Did he really... Uh, he was just totally enamored with E.T. You know, he saw... To give you an answer to that, uh, that uh, point, uh, he... Uh, he claimed that he had watched, this was almost unbelievable, but he claimed that he had watched uh, that movie uh, hundreds of times, uh, sometimes with his kids. Oh, wow. Now, did he really want to fly like E.T. as well? He absolutely wanted to fly like E.T. He also wanted to moonwalk on the moon, which is something that he told me when I met him here in New York about five years ago. Uh, he actually went as far as uh, uh, contacting... Uh, uh, Yuri Geller, the psychic who's based in England now, yeah. and uh, Yuri in turn uh, called Edgar Mitchell, the uh, a former Apollo astronaut, and they were all taking this very seriously. But the only problem was is that how are you going to get somebody like Michael or anybody for that matter uh, to the moon? Uh, the closest it seemed was uh, the best bet was just to get onto the. Uh, at that time, there were the the, Soviet, the uh, Russians were flying. Uh, uh, Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. You know, um, uh, rockets to, mm -hmm. to the space station, and that uh, would be about the closest that he came. So that was an unfulfilled dream. Uh, did you speak to Michael about uh, performing at the Signal to Space concerts? Uh, that yeah, would be live yes. music. Yeah. What did yes, you say? Yes, I did. Uh, the Signal Space concerts are uh, are something that we're still working on. Unfortunately, we took a big beating as a result of this economic uh, uh, collapse that took place this last summer, and that was exactly the point at which we're supposed to have millions of dollars and mm -hmm. uh, we had a signed agreement on this but anyway uh, the investors weren't able to, to keep to their share so it's something that we're we're still working on uh, yeah Michael was up for doing an appearance at the uh, signal space concerts and I even suggested them the ultimate show business uh, entrance which was uh, to come in aboard a flying saucer an actual flying when I say an actual flying saucer man-made of course mm -hmm. flying saucer which I have uh, uh, access to in terms of a company that, uh, that has actually created that, uh, and uh, that's what we were going to do. Uh, the problem there, I think, would have probably been the insurance question, uh, because <laughs> you know this is a, a even though they've been working on developing this this uh, this flying saucer for a very long time, uh, there's still you know a little little shaky, and and that was still a factor. But uh, I can't think of anything else that would have brought the house down more than that. What, did you, what do you know about Michael's interest in the paranormal? Okay, well, Michael, um, 
was in, well, first of all, he made, uh, I think it was, I'm not exactly sure of the date, it might have been about 1986, he made a, 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 a short uh, uh, music video, actually a long music video, uh, called Ghosts, in which he plays like a Dr. Frankenstein type uh, of character who is uh, uh, under uh, siege by uh, the local townspeople. And you see this uh, kind of interesting looking, but you don't know what it is exactly. The man looks like a normal man, more or less, an older man who's sort of leading the group. And you're wondering, well, why is this guy in the video? You know, he doesn't particularly look like anything, and he's just just there, but he's sort of leading the whole group. And, uh, you know, putting Michael on the spot, and, and, uh, and it, it kind of takes various twists and turns. But it turns out that that man, who is totally white in appearance, is, is Michael. So he's playing a double role. He's playing the guy who's leading the townspeople against himself, essentially. And he's there in, in this, uh, in this uh, big old uh, house. And it, uh, as I say, it's very similar to the Frankenstein uh, uh, type of uh, thing, uh, uh, movie. Uh, but uh, Michael uh, believed in ghosts. He believed that he was in touch with the uh, ghost of, uh, or the spirit of Liberace. And he actually went so far as to have constructed, uh, to, to create a room upstairs at Neverland, uh, which contained a sliding door and mirrors, and he claimed that he was in touch with the spirit of Liberace. And, uh, and, that, and he had a regular ongoing conversations uh, with Liberace, so he claims. And uh, he, uh, you know, said that he considered Liberace his guardian angel. And, of course, we know that Liberace was very flamboyant, and, of course, Michael was, too, so they had quite a bit in common that way as well as, much as, as, well as musically. Now, did Michael believe in reincarnation, and if so, who did he want to come back as? Okay, uh, Michael uh, definitely uh, was into reincarnation. He told me that when I saw him here in New York. Uh, he didn't say he would want to come back as. Uh, my best guess, uh, best based on uh, a $200,000 painting that he had in a in what he called his treasure room, which is another secret room he had upstairs uh, at the uh, ranch, uh, was uh, he had a, a number of a bunch of, of people in this uh, uh, in this uh, painting, uh, included uh, Albert Einstein and uh, 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 George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Mona Lisa, the Mona Lisa, uh, as well as E.T. And they were all wearing uh, shades, they were all wearing dark glasses, and all wearing uh, Michael's signature uh, glove. And uh, these are the people who apparently he most admired, so I would think that one of those might be a candidate. Mike, why did Michael Jackson need secret rooms? Oh, now you're talking about getting deep here. I mean, you know, you're probably in the guy's psyche, which is fine, but, but uh, you know, who knows? I mean, it was part of his... his his, I guess, his uh, fantasy life. Was he mentally stable? <laughs> um, I would, I would say yes. I mean, he was like, you know, he was a genius, and of course, people who are geniuses are are, are super talented like that. Uh, you know, often do things that are not within the norm. Uh, so, uh, you know, he had some crazy parts to his personality, but I would say he was basically uh, very. Uh, uh, you know, very uh, uh, normal, except, of course, we know that people who are in show business certainly have reached the level of fame that he did um, are not normal because their circumstances don't allow them to be normal. And he particularly, you know, he, he didn't like, he, he had problems with the press uh, on quite a few occasions, 
but yet he did everything he could to 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 have more press. Uh, so it was like a love-hate relationship that he had with the press and the media. Uh, tell me, Mike, um, there were rumors uh, that were flying around even until a couple of days ago that Michael didn't yep. want to be buried in a cemetery, but rather cryogenically suspended. So presumably he could be brought back to life sometime yeah, in the future. Well, yes, absolutely. There's no question about that. Elizabeth Taylor was his close friend, uh, uh, apparently had made arrangements or may have made arrangements to have her with a cryogenics laboratory. There are a number of them around the world. Uh, to have herself uh, put on ice, so to speak, mm -hmm. the idea that uh, theoretically sometime in the future if they figure out a, a cure, I don't know what that would be in Michael's case, but, you know, <laughs> there's so many things that seem like they were impinging upon yeah. him, but in any event, uh, I don't think it's, 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 it's uh, legitimate science, but nonetheless, he thought it was, And uh, but that has to be done. If that's to be done, my understanding that has to be done like, Immediately, like within a matter of hours of, of, of the person passing, especially uh, well, well, not not days and weeks. Well, of course not, and and uh, without the intervention of uh, an autopsy, let alone two autopsies. Yes, exactly. Now, what role? Uh, uh, let me see. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor was very tight with Michael. Diana Ross was very tight with Michael. Mm -hmm. Um. Some people can't understand why Diana Ross was second on his list for custodian of his children and not Elizabeth Taylor. Well, I, my only answer there is Elizabeth Taylor is really, you know, getting on in years. I mean, mm -hmm. she, I believe she's in her, she's got to be in her mid-80s or, or maybe even a little older than that. Uh, so I think that that would be the, the, main, the main reason. She just might not have the, the energy to, to, to be able to do it. Okay, now... Tell me about Michael's regularly taking uh, GH3 or, uh, what is it, uh, Gervitol? Gervitol, yeah. The so-called fountain of know about yeah. Specifically because uh, a, uh, a close friend of mine who passed away, uh, Herb Bailey, uh, wrote the uh, book which popularized uh, GH3 in this country, uh, in, the, in the U.S. Gervitol uh, uh, was developed in Romania, and essentially it's an anti-aging drug which is very popular in many parts of the world, especially strongly popular in Europe, not allowed in the U.S., so in the United States and other places you have to get it by, by mail order. Uh, and it's supposed to be very good for things like skin and hair and, and nails, and beyond that for repairing uh, the uh, you know, various organs in his body. Mm -hmm. if, he if he had continued to take Duravitol, uh, you know, it only would have been one of the things helping him, but with all of those things that we hear that he was taking or may have been taking, uh, obviously, those things would have knocked out the, any benefit of Gervitol or anything else. There's also rumors that Michael deposited his sperm in several sperm banks around the world in an attempt to per have perfect children uh, created yeah. by scientists and doctors engaged in DNA experiments. Yeah, uh, that kind of scary in a way to me because, I mean, this whole idea of, of creating perfect, perfectly formed kids, you know, sounds to mm -hmm. me like just too, too crazy a concept if it was even possible to do. I understand that he did do that. Uh, this comes from uh, uh, from some overseas contacts that we have, but but uh, he did it. Uh, how far it went, I don't know. Apparently, uh, according to Latoya Jackson, he spent uh, 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 millions of dollars, uh, not for the, just for the sperm, but for the experimentation, the DNA experimentation that was performed by scientists, I guess, in 
medical people. Why did Michael want to be white, and why did he have so much plastic surgery done, Mike? Hmm, that's hard to say in a in a nutshell. I mean, uh, my understanding is is that uh, some of that plastic surgery, well, it's a combination of things, I would say. I mean, he definitely had this skin uh, disease uh, that, uh, you know, is difficult for... Uh, uh, for people who are, who have the, the dark uh, complexion because of the kind of a modeling effect that it has. Mm -hmm. And so we're a combination of reasons. Uh, there's no question that his uh, nose was, was badly done originally and, and, uh, uh, and, and then, and, and that became very difficult uh, to repair. But people don't uh, uh, realize not only did it look uh, artificial and terrible and everything, skeletoid, but but also he had a real problem breathing. Oh, do, you, uh, do you think that Michael Jackson is really put to rest, or is he his body somewhere else right now? No, no, he was put to rest. Well, well, I mean, he's, he's, he's uh, you know, my understanding is he's in a, in a, uh, in a crypt and, mm -hmm. and, and that they're waiting for the, you know, a, a part of his portion of the brain was, was, was taken for autopsy purposes and, and uh, whenever that's returned, that he's going to be uh, buried uh, in the uh, in in that cemetery, as far as far as long I think it is, in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, although uh, the family definitely preferred, and I'm sure he would prefer to be buried at, at Neverland, but there are problems with local ordinances and stuff mm -hmm. that will not allow that. Michael, stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Exxon Nation. Our special guest this hour is Michael C. Luckman. He is the author of Alien Rock, The Rock and Roll Connection. And, um, you know, whether you're a UFO skeptic or true believer, Alien Rock provides a fascinating new perspective on the long, strange trip that is rock and roll history and suggests that wherever this road takes us, we may not be traveling alone. Hmm. When I come back, more with Michael Luckman. We'll just do a, a wrap-up uh, with Michael on the McCartney case and on uh, Michael Jackson. Then in the next hour, Dr. Diane Pomerantz joins me. We're going to be talking about animal safety, pet safety for the summer months. one 877 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is The Exxon. Live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Watch TV for the coming of Paragators, where police and science investigate the paranormal. I'll be back on the other side of the news. Don't go away. This is from Fox News. Uh, Michael Jackson was killed by a band of greedy hangers-on, his sister LaToya alleges in interviews with British Sunday newspapers. The King of Pop sister spoke about her younger brother's death and the aftermath with the Mail on Sunday and the News of the World weeklies. I believe Michael was murdered. I felt it from the start, says 53-year-old LaToya. Not just one person was involved. Rather, it was conspiracy of people. He was summoned, he was surrounded by a bad circle. Michael was a very meek, quiet, loving person, and people took advantage of that. Less than a month ago, I said I thought Michael was going to die before the London shows because he was surrounded by people who did not have his best interests at heart. 
Latoya said that she ordered a private autopsy. Jackson died on June 25th at the age of 50. Michael was worth more than a billion dollars. When anyone is worth that much money, there's always greedy people around them. I said to my family a month ago, he's never going to make it to London. He's worth more dead than alive. Now, murder under the California law can include killings that are not premeditated. Latoya accused a shadowy group of, group of cutting her sibling off from his family and friends and forcing him to sign up for the 50 comeback concerts at London's O2 Arena. Shows that, that uh, shows build, that is it. Now, they saw him as a cash cow and they got him hooked on drugs. I think it shocked his system so much it killed him, she claimed. I am not going to stop until I find out who is responsible. Why did they keep the family away? It's not about money. I want justice from Michael. I won't rest until I find out and who killed my brother. And that's uh, quotes from Latoya Jackson's interview. one 877 is toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Michael Luckman is our special guest. And, Michael, where can people get copies of Alien Rock, and uh, what other great stories can they find inside? Well, you can get copies of uh, Alien Rock, the Rock and Roll Life Special Connection, uh, through uh, Amazon.com uh, uh, would be the best uh, way to get it. Uh, stories, uh, well, uh, you know, uh, of all the people I have in the book, uh, the, uh, the one that uh, is, uh, I think, the most unusual is the one involving Jerry Garcia, the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and an account of his uh, being locked in a, some, some kind of a spaceship, apparently, for a couple of days, in which he uh, saw what he described as these large, tall um, uh, uh, alien presences. Uh, these were beings that uh, looked uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, bug-like and uh, like really tall and spindly. Yeah, but and, was, Gar- uh, was Garcia uh, tripping out on acid? Was that? Was Garcia tripping out on acid? Because he well, had one actually, heck of a, an I acid do, trip. Uh, you know, I make it a point in the opening of the book to say that uh, you can't explain this stuff away mm-hmm. uh, about, uh, you know, uh, rock stars' uh, use of drugs. Of course, many of them do use drugs. Yeah. There's not a question about it. However, uh, there were all kinds of reasons, uh, other witnesses and all kinds of things that indicated that, that wasn't the case in the vast majority of instances. Um, I, I, in, however, uh, Jerry Garcia's case, uh, there were uh, some. There was some description that uh, was similar. Uh, the effects were similar to uh, DMT, which is a very interesting mm-hmm. uh, drug that has been used for experimental purposes and is connected with the uh, so-called pineal gland of the third eye. And uh, it may have been that it did come from some kind of a drug experience. It's very hard to to come to a, a quick uh, judgment on that. Hey, Michael, we've got to say so long for tonight. Always great talking to you. Continued success, and I uh, can't wait till you and I chat again about the strange, the wonderful, and the bizarre. Thanks, Some Rob. of the greatest stories found in Alien Rock, the rock and roll extraterrestrial connection by our special guest this hour, Michael C. Luckman, available online at Barnes & Noble and other internet outlets. Now, when I come back from the news at uh, six and a half minutes past, I'll be joined by Diane Pomerantz, Dr. Diane Pomerantz. We're going to be talking about Fido and Kitty Cat and, you know, that macaw that some people have going, macaws. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Don't go away. Great news. 
For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.